Welcome to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. This is Brian Kletter, the creator and host of the podcast. You can engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought or at Counterthought CEO and on our Facebook page, Counterthought Podcast. For audio versions of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and more. And for video versions of the podcast, join us on YouTube at the Counterthought channel. Let's go. There are people in our country that believe masculinity is toxic and they want to redefine what it means to be a man. But we need to let men be men. Welcome to another episode of Counterthought. Masculinity is under attack. I've dedicated a couple of episodes talking about feminism and standing up for biological women and what it is that the progressive and radical leftists want to do to or are doing to biological women with the policies and that they support and the, the, the radical changes that they want to continue to make in this country. But I have not done an episode about masculinity, which is hard to believe for myself personally, because I mean, I'm a man. So why haven't I talked about being a man? Why haven't I stood up for, for men, so to speak? So that's what this episode is about. We're going to talk about masculinity. We're going to talk about what it means to be a man. Um, some of the movements that are currently underway that are pro men, pro masculinity, standing up for masculinity. And then we're going to talk about some of the, the, um, these, not the side effects, but the, the sadness that comes as well regarding men, places where, or places and instances where we need to be doing more, more advocacy for men and support men as they go through their life. Because as you'll see, I'm going to share some statistics with you regarding suicide in men. And I think these numbers are going to, to shock you. But first off, what does it mean to be a man? Well, men are naturally inherently protectors, providers, hunter gatherers. They are builders. They are <clears throat> chivalrous. You know, you hear that word chivalry. Chivalry is dead. No, it's not. No, it's not. It might be in a lot of men. People might be trying to make it dead, but it's not dead. And men also are aggressive when they need to be aggressive. One of the more famous clips from Jordan Peterson, whether you like him or not, is it's called like to be a monster. And it is a masculine motivator. It's part of a series of his. And he's talking about be a monster. Another quote that's out there is, you know, be it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. So be a monster. You need to be a monster when it comes to doing what you need to do. You need to, but also you need to be able to harness that harness being a quote monster and use it when it is appropriate. But men, we are by nature, we are protectors. We are providers going back through the thousands and thousands of years. It was the, the men doing the, the hard physical labor. It was the men who were out there fishing and hunting, gathering food for their families. It was the, the men that were 
building cities, building empires. And you, you might say, oh, well, you know, women could have helped with that. Sure, they could have learned these trades just like they can learn the trades today. And we'll get into that here a little bit later. But that isn't the way it was set up. That is not the way it was set up. And then you fast forward to to today and you have radicals out there that are, you know, attacking men and just making it seem or trying to make it seem to men as if they are that they are provide no value provide no value at all there is this there's this viral tiktok video that's been stitched probably a hundred thousand maybe a million times i've seen it pop up on on my for you page my fyp where this girl starts in the first five seconds of the clip you know before the stitch is you know, basically, men, what do we need you for? And then boom, stitch, someone comes in supporting men, just, you know, basically saying here are all the reasons why, or here are specific instances why, specific reasons why men are important. I mean, just look at it, all of these different trades and everything else, like 90 plus percent are men. Good women do the jobs? Sure. Do they want to do the jobs? Ask around? No. No. And one of the things or one of the, one of the defenses for men is, oh, you know, if, if you are anti, you know, men and think that men don't need to be need provide any value in your life, then then do you take the time to call around when you need like a plumber or a mechanic or you know, something added on to your house, you need some work done to your house, maybe a remodel, do you call around and actually try to find the a woman who can do that work? Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't. Oh, oh. So, so you just value. So you just need a man when it is convenient for you, but you won't actually admit that men are are valuable. And that is this mentality when you go to the progressive left and the the radical liberals is that men are not valuable. We don't need men. Is what you hear, which is which is totally ridiculous. But I think that mentality has come about because it is these same individuals who are, you know, progressive and on their fourth, fifth wave of feminism, trying to make a woman be the equivalent in all things to a male when there is no, no shame, no harm, no foul. Like it is women are meant to do certain things and men were designed to do certain things. If you are a Christian, you know that. And again, it is by, by nature, it is internal, it is hormones, it is, you know, our chemical makeup, men and women are different. Men have certain traits that are utilized for thousands of years, utilized to this day, that women do not. Women have traits that men do not. So women have things they are good at, men have things they are good at, and both when are in harmony, right? They should be in harmony with one another. But this attack on men and masculinity really ramped up going back a few years ago, I think it was about five years ago, with the whole toxic masculinity. And what that was tied to was the whole Harvey Weinstein and being exposed for um, using his power in the in Hollywood as, a, as an executive producer to get actresses to sleep with him, to do some type of sexual act to him, perform some kind of sexual act in order to get a role get an audition 
for the numerous, numerous movies that he produced. You know that Harvey Weinstein, jail and everything else, withering away, all that. We're not going to talk about him. But that was attached to or started this whole toxic masculinity. Like, you know, toxic masculinity basically is you can have too much masculinity. You know, where you are too masculine, meaning, hey, you don't know how to dial it back. You're just, you are providing bad energy. You are attacking women. You are, you are doing bad instead of doing good with, with your masculinity. You just totally discount women. You don't care about them. You, you know, that you think that they're second rate, stuff like that, you know, or you are um, being too aggressive, especially when it comes to making a move on a woman, you know, you're being too aggressive. And what that leads to, you know, could far into the scale, you know, that could re- lead to some type of, you know, to rape or something like that. That is toxic masculinity. And that movement, I guess, lasted for for about a year or so, but it has since died down. But we still hear the term today. It's it's tossed around. This is toxic masculinity. This is toxic masculinity. We don't need our boys to act like this because they're going to come up and be toxic males. When what it's now being associated with is just all of the things that men are naturally supposed to do. Again, it is within our, our DNA, our chemical makeup. Such as, you know, being a protector, being a provider, and doing certain things that are required in order to be a protector and be a provider, be a hunter, a gatherer, be a builder, you know, be, you know, have honor, have be chivalrous when it when you are courting or dating a woman, you know, these types of things. But now you have a couple key, I guess. The more popular men who are speaking on behalf of of other men and advocating for masculinity. You have Andrew Tate. He's been <laughs> all over um, TikTok and YouTube's banned from, I believe, both of them, probably also Instagram, I think, basically every social media platform because the, the um, radical liberals that are in charge of these platforms don't like what he is saying. Yeah, he has a certain he has a certain way he says things, but what he is saying is he is advocating for for men to be to be men, you know, not to be beta males, be alpha males. Turn back the clock, so to speak, and and be a man. We need men to be men. And then the other is Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson, whether you like him or not, his most recent viral clip is his interview with Piers Morgan. He did an interview with Piers Morgan this past week and Piers Morgan asked him, you know, hey, Olivia Wilde, she just has this new movie coming out and she says that the antagonist in that movie is based off of you. Talking about Jordan Peterson. You as the as the person who is standing up for, as Olivia Wilde says, these incels, these disparaged men, young men, but men you know, don't have, don't have hope. They're trying to play the game. They're trying to meet a woman, but they, they are not as attractive as maybe other males. They're not as strong as other males. They're not motivated. You know, their situations are just, you know, maybe at a C level, a D level. And they're, how are they supposed to compete with, with a level B level competition and things like that? And then it just 
continues to pound and pound and pound on these young men. And then they feel like as if they, they have no chance, they have no meaning, they have no purpose in life. And in that interview with Piers Morgan, Jordan Peterson, he gets choked up about it. Um, Piers asks him, you know, like, does that bother you that the antagonist in the movie is based on you? And does it bother you with what Olivia Wilde said? And he's just like, Jordan Peterson just kind of, you know, sits back in his chair. He's like, sure, you know, whatever. You know, once I was um, compared to be, a, I don't think it was the red dragon, but he was compared to be basically like the devil for everything that he says. He's like, what is, what is another insult? But then Jordan Pearson did get emotional. He did get choked up because he started talking about these, these young men that he is standing up for. And he's like, I thought we were supposed to, to stand up for those who, who need it most. But because you don't like these men and you have the wrong perception of them and the, and the perception of me, you are now um, attacking me for standing up for people that you say we need to be standing up for, disparaged people, people that need help, people who are in dire straits, not only maybe like their environment, but especially mentally. And you could see it, obviously, because it was a video interview. And you could hear it in his voice of, you know, he was tearing up because he was, like his heart was continuing to break for these individuals, these men that he stands up for and tries to to motivate, to encourage, to be, you know, to maybe make life changes and to be comfortable being a man and what a man is supposed to be and go out and improve your life. If there are things that are bringing you down that are holding you back, remove those things from your life, go out and change your life. You have the power to do it regardless of your circumstances. But that now is being, depending where you are and how you view masculinity, that's not okay now. And men, so men being told, oh, you're not valuable. Oh, you can't do this. Oh, what you're actually doing when you are being a man is actually considered to me, I consider it toxic. You know, all of this, this hate towards men and just masculinity, it leads to this weight on the men's shoulders and in their minds and this defeatedness. And it leads to high levels of suicide. This information comes from the CDC information. Then it comes from the American um, Federation for Suicide Prevention, like AFSP.org. Here's some suicide statistics for men. So suicide across, and this is just in the United States, and this is data from 2020. Suicide as a whole across men and women is the 12th leading cause of death. The highest rate of suicide in men in the United States in 2020 was middle-aged men. So think early 40s to, to late 50s. White males in 2020 accounted for 69% of suicides. 69% of suicides were white males in 2020. And then men die across all ages. Men die in 2020 by suicide 3.88 times more than women. And you look, okay, well, look at the support networks that are in place for men versus women. Women come on a hard time. 
women's shelters, you know, maybe move in with their parents, get the help of their mother. Um, if they, I don't advocate for this, but you know, unplanned or unwanted, I should say unwanted pregnancy, they have a pathway for that. If they are married, get a divorce, unless there's a prenup, you know, 50% get alimony checks, get child support. Men, you would be paying the alimony checks. Typically you would be paying the child support, which you should, but there aren't really men's, uh, men's centers, men's, men's homes and stuff like that. If you come down on a hard time, if you are out of work, you know, you're expected to go get the next job. A lot of women nowadays, especially younger women have this perception that the, what they would be satisfied with or what they desire in a man when it comes to his job and his salary is that they want a man who makes six figures. When I heard that only about two to 4% of all men in the United States earn a six figure salary. So then you have all of these younger women who say, Oh, I want a man who makes six figures, but only two to 4% of these men make six figures. So you have all these millions of women, let's say, wanting just two to 4% of men, you know, the competition is fierce. And if you lose, depending on, on your mentality and your mental strength, you could easily start going down and feeling defeated, you know, self-loathing and all, and all of that become disparaged. And again, like those, those young men I was just talking about that, that Jordan Peterson is standing up for, you know, and trying to encourage, you could easily become just like that. And then uh, this dragon then will, this demon will continue to eat away at you and you, you, you could become part of the suicide, suicide statistics. Again, in 2020, men died of suicide 3.88 times more than women, the highest rate middle-aged white men. What's going on at that time? Could be loss of a job. You know, you're in your career, maybe you lose your, maybe you lose your job, you lose your career. Could be a divorce. Uh, could be anything from from health related issues, something like you're supposed to be having prostate exams. You could be suffering from ED. It could be whatever. It could be alcoholism. It, you know, a variety of things. And then again, white males, they're suffering from suicide or victims. They're committing suicide more than any other race. 69% again in 2020 of suicides were committed by white males. So what can we do? What can we continue to do to stand up for masculinity to be okay with it? Again, I'm on TikTok and I'm, I waste way too much time going through all these videos, but a lot of the videos that do pop up in my timeline, there, there is encouragement. There are these, uh, male advocates, and then there are also dad advocates or dad advocates as they're, as they're called. And, you know, they're, they're advocating for, they're supporting and they're encouraging men and trying to like some explain what men do, you know, to other women. So to help women understand them, others are like, Hey, you know, if you see, you know, a husband or a father doing this, like he's trying his best, you know, you need to love and support him. And here's some ways in which you can do that. You know, 
there are women who are these advocates or, you know, advocates, I guess, man advocates. Uh, there are also men doing these, these same things. So that is encouraging, you know, trying to support and encourage one another is definitely a step that needs to be taken. We also need to be okay with what a man is by design. Again, we are protectors, providers, hunter gatherers. We are builders. We are aggressive. We are bigger. We are stronger. We are faster. There are roles that we need to play. If you are a Christian, there are the, the man has a role. God designed a man to be the way that he is supposed to be. And same for a woman. So we need to continue to encourage and stand up and be advocates for men, for those who are doing awesome in life, succeeding in life. They're living this elite lifestyle all the way down to the men who are suffering and contemplating suicide. We need to have additional support structures. Again, there are numerous more support structures for women than men. There should probably be the equal number of support structures. Men, we don't talk about our feelings as much. Women are more emotional beings. Men are not. So if a man, and this feeds back to, ties back to suicide and those rates in the amount of suicide deaths, men aren't just going to talk about what's bothering them, which isn't great, right? It's to the detriment of men because you can just continue to, to pile on yourself, pile on yourself, self-loathing, downward spiral, and take your own life. So we need to we need to have these structures in place, mental health, mental health awareness, make it okay to be able to have conversations with with counselors, psychiatrists, psychologists, whatever you need, life coach to lift these burdens off of the shoulders of men. And again, to be okay with how men were designed to be, to be okay with those with those roles. We don't need to to be progressive again, right? This is a conservative. Conservative is not a a political party. Conservatism is an idea. It is about traditionalism. It is about ordered liberty. We we don't need to continue to progress down the road just because we want to go further down the road, even though what we're trying to, to do or what some are trying to do isn't actually providing any benefit, isn't actually making an improvement. I want to turn back the clock. I want to turn back the clock to embracing men as men. Not only because that is what a man needs, but I believe also in this country, that is what our country needs. We don't see the leadership that we once had from men. I'm sure those men, or I should say those men are out there, but you know, There's games you have to play to maneuver your way into leadership positions and the way where the power rests and where it rests, it's those who could be fantastic leaders are not leading the structures and the systems of our country. So then that trickle down effect and it just spreads this, this, uh, watered down version of masculinity. We don't need watered down version of masculinity. We need an energized, a charged up Red Bull version of masculinity to restore what we once had within this country. We need men 
in their traditional roles. We need women in their traditional roles. We need the two to work together to produce harmony, not only for individuals, but for the family and for our country at large. Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube and engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought at counterthought CEO or on Facebook at counterthought podcast.